0: Welcome to the Life Change Podcast. Panhandle Weight Loss Center is a unique surgical practice focused on changing lives. Our approach moves away from the singular goal of weight loss and encompasses one of overall health and wellness. This podcast explores a variety of topics inside the realm of health and wellness, including nutrition, fitness, lifestyle issues, and even surgery. The goal of this program is to inspire listeners to take a critical review of your life as we guide you towards a paradigm
1: that translates to life change. All right, guys. Um, thank you all for joining in once again today. We have a special guest with us here. It's one of our past patients, uh, Crystal Kotara. Am I saying it right? You got it right. Katara. Okay. Um, I, d- I should have probably practiced that before the last name, anyways.
0: <laughs> well, it, we it yeah. Some people say Katara, but it, it's Kotara. That's
1: that's where I was going to go. Yeah, you got it right. So I'm glad. i I'm glad I nailed it. Yeah. yeah, having a funky last name myself, I I try to. I try to get it right.
0: Right. Well, my first name spelled weird, too. So yeah. for Crystal, it's spelled different. So well, I'm just used to it.
1: Yeah, I'm used to that, though, because my cousin spells Crystal the same way.
0: Really? Yeah. I've never met anybody else. That's Yeah, so I know, too. Nice. Perfect.
1: Well, tell us a little uh, background about you. Where are you from? Where you grew up?
0: Oh, I grew up in the big town of Borger, Texas. The
1: big B-town. B town.
0: The dirty bee. That's what we call it. Okay. <laughs> it smells <laughs> horrible there. Um, so I lived there, and then I've been at Amarillo since college. So went to WT for my bachelor's and then University of Texas at Arlington for my master's in social work. So um, yeah, I've been here, married, have one child that's eight and a half, going on 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I work at the VA. I've been there for about 13 years. Okay.
1: What's your role at the VA?
0: I work in mental health. So I started out as a therapist, a counselor. Um, I did suicide prevention, uh, ran that program for a while. And now I'm the lead social worker for mental health, behavioral health. And so I do a lot of the hiring. I manage our ER program. Um, I take on call for our ER, see people that come in in crisis, mental health issues, things like that. So it's never dull, always busy.
1: Yeah, well, I, you know, my opinion is anybody that kind of goes into that realm of work is definitely placed by God. Oh, um, so, kind of just give us some background on how you chose to to go into that field, or what attracted to you, attracted you to that field.
0: You know, I don't know, I think I was a weird kid because I like, like our church, we would do like outreach, like nursing homes and visit people like who were kind of homebound. And that always appealed to me, um, even from a young age. And so, you know, I actually started out going into psychology and then I took intro to social work as an elective and it just appealed to me more. It's more about looking at the whole person um, and their environment, you know, what makes them tick and... So um, I got into that, never looked back. I mean, it just fit. I just, I love helping people. Um, I love, um, you know, when somebody's struggling and they finally, you know, whether you're you know you're doing counseling with somebody and the light bulb kind of comes on and they finally realize like how they have to take charge and manage their life basically. And it's just really neat to see. And, uh, you know, I did Child Protective Services for a while, um, right after, uh, my bachelor's and that was rough. Uh, four years of that was plenty. Um, I worked out at Cal Farley's Boys Ranch for a while and then I've been at the VA um, ever since. Um, the VA wasn't ever something that was really on my radar. My best friend worked there and was like you should apply and I, I did and so I worked with you know a lot of post-traumatic stress, combat trauma, depression, anxiety, things like that and then um, when the spot opened up for the, the supervisor position with the suicide prevention part of mental health, I I jumped into that, and I loved it. Um, it, It's kind of scary, you know, if somebody's contemplating taking their life, I mean, they're obviously at a very low point. But again, like working with them and helping them come out of that is really special when they trust you enough to like tell you their their history, their trauma, you know, the things that they don't want to tell anybody else. it's it's really it's really special, um, and so that was yeah you know, did that for five or six years, and then I've been in this role for a couple of years, more administrative. Um, but it was an opportunity to you know it was good career wise. Um, so I still get to do crisis work in the ER, um, and you know that's just that's kind of my passion is really working with people, and you know hopefully helping them get on the upswing of things.
1: Yeah, that's pretty. Pretty powerful testimony there.
0: I love it, but I do. I I agree. I think it was, you know, it's a God thing because some of that stuff I don't think I would be able to handle well. Like it's a lot of prayer, you know. Before I meet with somebody, I try to pray, say a little prayer before I go in, you know, to prepare me, um, let me know what to say, um, you know, how to handle the situation because you never know what you're going to walk into sometimes. And so I really, you know, I, I do feel that that presence and it really helps a lot.
1: Good. How do you balance? Um, I mean, that's pretty high stress. Uh, yeah, a so bit. how do you how do you you know how do you prevent taking that home with you?
0: Um, you know, the working at the VA is a little easier, I guess, because it's an adult. I had more of a challenge leaving work at work when I was working with kids. Um, that kind of and I wasn't a parent at the time, so I can't imagine even trying that now. But um, that was a little more difficult. Um, kind of pulled at my heart more. Um, but this kind of work, you know, I think it is like, you know, ha- keeping my spiritual life healthy helps, um, keeping that in tune. Um, I mean, you know, my husband also works at the VA, so I can't really divulge patient information, but I can kind of be like, you know, I had a horrible day and I can just vent. I have really great coworkers. Um, some of my best friends work there. And so, you know, uh, we can, just being able to share with them and kind of like, you know, this day sucked and just get it out there. And also like probably maybe a little cliche, but I I mean, I do get up, I'm an early morning workout person and that's kind of my time just to, I don't know, shed everything off, all the stress and anxiety, you know, and prepare for the day ahead. And that really kind of just helps me mentally get ready to go in for whatever the day holds.
1: Yeah, I'm an early morning person too. Got the same reason. Uh, mine is, you know, once a certain hour hits in the morning at our house, like the the day no longer belongs to me. So correct. Uh, so I gotta I gotta get that get that out of the way. So let's kind of dive into kind of your health and wellness journey, um, and I'll leave it up to you. How far how far how far back do you want to go? And um, oh, gosh. We can go back to elementary school in Borger, or um, we can go fast forward a little bit.
0: Well, it certainly started there. I mean, briefly. I mean, like I've I've had you know weight struggles. I've, I wanna I want to say it really started about third grade. Um, just um, you know, obesity runs on both sides of my family. Like, there's um definitely that aspect, but you know, I think to um. I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house and she was a lovely woman very influential in my life but she was also like a phenomenal cook and she had a little Debbie drawer. Oh yeah. Like full, I mean like, the probably every kind variety you can imagine, there really was no restriction on that. And we would ride the bus to her house after school, my sister and I, and she would make us like biscuits and gravy for a snack. Heck yeah, man. Like <laughs> an after school snack. Oh, well, me too, right? Yes, oh, yeah. from scratch. So, you know, it just like portion control really wasn't something I was, you know, well versed in. I had to kind of teach myself that later on and, uh I I mean, I wasn't very active as a kid. Like, I wasn't involved in sports or anything like that. And it just, you know, as as I got older, it just compounded, you know, hit the teenage years. And it was, you know, high school was rough, kids are mean. So there, you know, there was a lot of that, Um, you know. uh, I mean, I can still hear things that people said, you know, about my weight, way back when, um, that kind of stuff. They say words don't hurt, but I don't, I think that's bull because they do, and you know, so it really wasn't, I mean, I I don't know, I think the first like major diet I ever tried was like seventh grade. I did Atkins, which is pretty young. Um, and I, I lost weight, but it didn't stay off long. The minute I ate, a, you know, went back to eating carbs and stuff again, it compound, you know, piled on plus some that I'd lost. And so I think when I was in my Oh gosh, my 20s, early 20s, I finally, I don't know what clicked in my head. It was just like enough, like I'm done with this. And so I like went like hardcore. Like um we didn't have apps back then. Like so I would <laughs> I we didn't have, like, those days. We didn't <laughs> have tracking apps where you could like plug in your food like we do now. Yeah. So I would like write it down on paper like my, you know, everything I ate, how many calories it had for the day. I started working out, oh gosh, probably unhealthy amounts, like three, four hours a day. Um, in the morning, I'd go after work, work out for another hour, and then I'd go to a Zumba class for an hour. Um, and I lost a bunch of weight, like I was pr- probably the smallest I've ever been, but I wouldn't say it was the healthiest <laughs> I've ever been, honestly. Um, And I I kept it off for several years. um, And then pregnancy happened. Um, I developed some autoimmune conditions during pregnancy. Uh, My thyroid basically quit working and then it just was like the scale would not budge. Um, I also developed like rheumatoid arthritis. So a lot of joint pain, pain issues, and so like working out was kind of a double edged sword because I like, I, I actually enjoy working out. And um, so, but I'd work out and then, you know, I would hurt and it was just kind of a catch 22 and the you know, scale would just not move. And so I, that's what kind of led me here for the first time appointment. Um, Cause just, I didn't know what else to, to do, honestly.
1: Well, give us some, some feedback on how intimidating it is to to, to make this phone call, or and then after you make the phone call, to, to come in? Um, or was it, hey, I've already reached that spot where it's not intimidating. I just want to go talk?
0: Well, I had come in with a friend a few years ago. She didn't want to come to her appointment by herself. So I came in with her just as a support. So I kind of had, you know, knew a little bit about what was offered. And, but it still was a little intimidating because I, I don't know, like in my mind, I, I felt like I failed. On my own, like is you know, I've always been able, like I was had a good handle on my weight and my health. I thought, and like you know, what is going on? Um, you know, it just was. I was trying everything, and I don't mind hard work. Like I, I feel like I have a healthy amount of discipline, and I don't mind working out hard. I don't mind you know, following a plan. Um, I think I'm. It's probably one of my strengths actually, but when you're doing it and not getting anywhere, it's just like beating your head on a wall, frustrating. So I think when I had my initial appointment, it was, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know, like I knew where my weight was, like I pretty, I was in that spot where I'm like, okay, I know I'm overweight, but like am, am I ready for this? Like am I gonna qualify for surgery? Like I didn't really know all the particulars, so I just was like at that point where I was like, I want information, like I need to, what I'm doing is not working, so it's time to try something else okay
1: so So tell us how much if you you don't mind sharing just kind of where you were you, you can use bmi you can use weight just kind of tell us where you were at
0: that point so when i first came in i mean my bmi was like 31 and so now it's 24 um which is not i know like i also felt like and this may be silly like okay my bmi i knew wasn't as high as like some of my friends, and I got a lot of negative feedback when I would mention when I was still kind of toying with the idea of having the procedure. Oh, you're not that big. You don't need to do that. That's extreme. Um, you know, but I just kept like telling myself, and I would tell them, but like you don't know what my body feels like with this extra weight on it. Um, and so I, I got to where I didn't really say much anymore. Like, I quit talking about it and I was still, you know, on the fence. Um, My husband was a little undecided about it at first. I think he just, he's, you know, it's surgery, there's risk, and he just wanted to make sure it was safe and and all that. Um, But he also saw my struggle, like getting up, you know, watching everything I ate, you know, doing everything by the book, so to speak, and not getting anywhere. And so once he kind of was like, okay, if this is what you want to do, do it then that kind of gave me more peace to like go forward with it um so it was just i mean after that it just went went really quick
1: okay well you know to, you know in all honesty the reason i was interested in talking to you is uh well i'm always interested in talking to you but specifically for the podcast uh was being a lower a lower weight person that was you know looking at at surgery if you if you look across the world, like say say England, uh, it, sleeves are mainly done on BMI of thirty to thirty five.
0: Oh, I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, but not in America because I'm not real sure our insurance companies really care about <laughs> our health. Um, but you know, they if you look at where they really you know excel, it's like hey, you know, our, our model now is like hey, wait till you're, you know, wait, last you know last ditch effort. You know, it, this is the um, and you know we, we kind of beg people not to, to think of it this way. It's like you don't need to wait till you've punished yourself for fifty years before you look at this. Like this is you know if you need that if you need that tool. I mean if the things that you're doing aren't getting you to where you want to go, um, you know looking at that that other tool and what what's what else is out there. And so knowing that you you started off at you know it'd be a BMI thirty one, but you know. It, and the other thing that really uh, got me more intrigued in, in talking to you was uh, just your mental approach. And you know, you and I talked a lot about uh, going into surgery, just number one's a tool, mm-hmm. number, tool uh, number two, uh, making sure you know why you, you want to do this. Um, and then making that the point of your effort, not not the surgery, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with that. You know, they think surgery, boom, it's done, I'm going to do great. Um, you know, that solution type approach, which I think ends up failing a lot of patients. And I, I, when I when I talked to you at your three-month appointment, you were really into that, this is a tool and I'm using it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So tell us how you use it.
0: Well, uh, you know, I think, I noticed this the other day and I don't know why, like it's, t- I'm, I'm almost six months post-op. And so, um, but like, my body will tell me when it needs food like and I'd forgotten that like I'd forgotten to like you know I was in the habit of just because a lot of diet programs say you need to eat every so many hours you need to do this you know don't don't go too long without eating but like my stomach will tell me physically like when I need food and so I've like I feel like I've learned to to become more in tune with that instead of just eating on a schedule or eating to eat because other people are around me or, you know, I've I've learned to like listen to that again. And I don't know where I lost that along the way. I think I got so wrapped up so much in just diet programs and you have to do this and you have to do that that I I forgot to listen to some of those internal cues. Um so I do that. I mean, some mornings I'm hungry, some mornings I'm not. If I'm not, I don't eat till later. Um, you know, uh, I don't push it, like I don't feel like I need to. Um, I, I still get up and work out every morning, just about I mean, several times a week. I take rest days, but, um, but it's just it's nice because the, the pain is less. Like I've, I've not really taken any pain, like RA medication since surgery. So that's been one of the biggest benefits. Um, you know, I, I did, you know, looked at my diet and, you know, obviously keeping, I mean, I don't eat near as many carbs because even a lot of diet programs, you still eat a lot of fruit. I'm not, I'm not bashing fruit, but like I know some people do, but I don't. I, I won you over. <laughs> I don't eat a lot mm-hmm. of fruit, one, because I don't have room for it really. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you've only, when you've got a smaller stomach, you, like I really try to prioritize like, I mean, I started hitting my protein goals early, like even if it was a little bit at a time. And so I really adhere to that, getting my protein in, getting my water in. Um, and I don't have room for f- carby things in my stomach. Like if I've got to get those other things in, and I would rather eat vegetables. Um, I, I've, I'm a vegetable person, thankfully, that works in my favor. And so I, you know, I eat a lot of green vegetables, things like that. And so I, you know, it just, it, it's helpful um, because I feel better. Like when I, I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm not, I have more clarity. Like I used to have a lot of brain fog even when I was eating healthy, so to speak, following different programs and whatnot. But like now I don't, I don't have the brain fog. I don't feel as sluggish. Um, I mean, I haven't really, my birthday was last month, I turned 40, and so I did have like.
1: Congratulations. Uh, thank
0: you. <laughs> um, I don't know whether to be happy or cry, but no. Um, so I love um, the Golden Girls.
1: I see your, I see yeah. <laughs> That's <tell. Yeah, laughs> my see whole your entire mom. life,
0: yeah. yes. And uh, so my husband threw me a Golden Girls themed 40th birthday party, and they always ate cheesecake. And so they made me a cheesecake. So I did have a couple of bites of that, but like it was enough, like I was done and I didn't feel the need to like, I mean, after that, you know, it was, I could leave it alone, that's new for me. Like sugar's always been my nemesis, really. So it's just little things like that that I've noticed, like I'm able to stop, I'm able to say no, one bite's enough, I don't need more, Um, you know, because I don't like the way it makes, I don't wanna feel like that again, and I'm afraid, like it's like, you know, if you start down that path, I think it can be a slippery slope. And I just, like, I want this to be not just for the next year or two, like I want this to be maintained for many, many years. So I just, I'm a little nervous about dipping the toe in the pond, yeah. so to speak, <laughs> so. Yeah, I think,
1: you know, what you mentioned there is is kind of the same, same uh, way I kind of got addicted to eating healthier was the mental clarity. Yeah and just my my ability to to get work done or be intentional with family i mean there was a time where i was going home and like you know just basically falling asleep while trying to play play with kids and i'm like oh, man, i'm like 35 years old why is this happening and it was food and i think the one thing that got me convinced that i'm eating this way the rest of my life was the the, the mental clarity and the energy and so now we when i have those moments like where you know oh there's just cheesecake or you know whatever it is that's that's on the bad list well no bad list but you know whatever i know is going to interact with my with my body negatively i i I find it easy to walk away from it even if you have to 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 take a taste of it you know it's pressures on you they made it for you right right um but knowing how i feel when i eat clean keeps me going right back to it so Mm -hmm. it's almost almost like an addiction Mm -hmm. like i i want to keep that feeling um, but then also, I, I think uh, I got this insight from you at the three month mark. Like, you know, I talk a lot about when you when those moments come up. When you do, I mean, you're gonna eat. I mean, you're gonna go to a wedding. You're gonna have a birthday party. You're gonna go on vacation. Bad, bad, bad things are gonna get eaten. Just gonna happen.
0: Life.
1: <laughs> Life's gonna happen. And avoiding that guilt complex, avoiding that I screwed it up mentality. And have you had to deal with that? What What are the you know? What's your approach? You know.
0: I had that horribly before surgery. Like, you know, anytime we would go out of town, you know, I, I wouldn't eat like crazy, so to speak, but I would eat more, you know, eat things that I wouldn't normally eat. And so then it was like this cycle of trying to work out more to compensate because I felt guilty, um, you know, which would, I'd work out to the point I would kind of wear myself out. And um, I don't really have that anymore because if when I make, good choices about what I eat I don't have to work out like that like I can work out just to work out because it's good to move my body and not but not be trying to kill myself to burn off mm-hmm. things I ate that I might probably shouldn't have the day before um, so I don't you know we went out of town this past weekend I, I didn't I mean it was fine like you know I didn't have that like fear or urgency to like work out like crazy because I I didn't eat anything, you know, I take my own food a lot of times. I pack a cooler now with healthy snacks, um, things like protein shakes if I need to in a pinch um, because it helps me uh, feel better. And um, we went sledding one day and I had tons of energy um, to do that for quite a while, Um, you know, and it was nice. And I understand, like, because I used to have to, I would lay down almost every day after work. I'd pick my daughter up from school, go home and crash for 45 minutes to an hour. Just I mean literally could not keep my eyes open. And other than, you know, when I been like when I had covid I was a little tired, but I didn't like I don't do that anymore. And I felt like I was missing out on things with her. Like mommy let's go do this. No, mommy's got to mommy's got to take a nap. Mommy needs to rest. And I just I think that was another thing that led me to this was I was just tired of missing out on things with her because I was just too tired, too worn out
1: to enjoy it. Okay. What would a uh, post-op six month self say to pre-op, pre-surgery self?
0: Why did you wait so long? <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing is like I wish, um, you know, cause I had my consultation last March and I didn't, I didn't really buckle down with it till July. And then I had surgery in September. Um, I wish I would have done it back when I first came in. Um, but I think, uh, I, I think I, I would tell myself like you're stronger than you think you are. You um, to have more confidence in myself. Um, you know, I, I kind of doubted myself, like is it really gonna work? Like every, nothing else is work? Like, is you know, are you gonna screw this up too? Kind of mentality and, and I haven't. Um, and you know, I, I Every morning, I kind of sit there between my workout and my shower, and kind of just, okay, this is what I need to get done today. This is, what, I mean, maybe it's crazy, but like, I pretty much know already what I'm going to eat all day. Um, sometimes dinner's a little in the, in the gray area depending on what we have going on, but I kind of already know like this is how this is going to play out. Um, you know, I've I've been impressed with my organization with that, like, because I think planning is it helps me personally stay on track and you know I I I, yeah I should have had more faith in myself and you know there's been a lot of prayer that goes into this. You know, I I do I do that every morning as well and I just, you know, like I just put it in God's hands, you know, like I'll do my part, but I just I know like I feel like he wants me to be healthy the best version of myself, you know, I wanna be a good wife, I wanna be a good mother, you know, I wanna be a good social worker and I feel like starting by taking care of myself is like pivotal in being able to do all that. And so I, I think I I doubted myself and if I could go back, I would be like, no, you can do this.
1: Okay. What are some of your favorite resources kind of health and wellness wise? Are there anybody you follow? Any web, web pages, Instagram accounts?
0: all the fancy stuff,
1: TikToks and TikToks. Twitters and.
0: I mean, I found some, I don't, can't think of their names off the top of my head, but there's, a, there's some people on Instagram who've also had the sleeves, some, some ladies. And so I do follow them and I kind of see, you know, they'll post what they eat or protein like recipes they come up with, workouts, things like that. And so that kind of like gives me ideas. I, oh, I don't have one right now, but one of them, they do profi. Like protein coffee. Oh yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah, and coffee. so like I I do that sometimes. Like, um, so she does one like every day, an iced one, mm-hmm. and so some different recipes with that. So just um, things like that. I follow some you know low carb sites, um, just mostly for just ideas. I like I don't like to eat the same things over and over. I get bored, and so I like to like try new recipes. But I want to make sure that they're in line with my goals still. And so there's one lady called Low Carb Love. She's kind of a, she's a, like a Hispanic lady. She's pretty funny, but she does some kind of cool recipes and stuff, like how low to like. Low Carb Love. Love Carb Love, yes. And she she does um, like a lot of like, what do you, how do you say like, I don't wanna say normal food, but she, she low carbs a lot of like common food to make it healthier
1: okay so like reverse engineering yes familiar recipes yes but like
0: making them a little healthier so things like that i follow some paleo keto i don't really i wouldn't say like i don't really eat keto so to speak but i mean more low carb and um yeah um i can't think of anything else
1: what's your workouts what do do they look like and like pre pre pre-surgery and post like these surge you know some of these workouts where you're three hours a day like really (laughs) <laughs> putting it to yourself versus now like
0: um so typically I do four to five days a week I do a lot more weights now um a lot of weight lifting I think in my head and it really hasn't been as bad I was really concerned about loose skin after surgery and so um I just like wanted to tone up um, so I still do some cardio. I, um, I'm i a beach body. Like, I have a beach body account, so I do some of their programs. I have, a, like, an exercise bike. So it's really just whatever my mood is for the day. Um, but, I mean, there's been a few times when I've had some stalls on the scale, but, I, you know, I can tell inches are changing as well. Um, I like hit type things. I like pretty high intensity, but but I don't work out as long. Mm-hmm. 30, 45 minutes is about the, the well, that's, max.
1: That's way too long for me. I'm, is I'm it more, <laughs> of a, more of a 20,
0: 20 at top
1: minute workout I mean, guy. Like,
0: I really like, I wish I was more into yoga and Pilates, but I just, I don't know why I can't get into that. I like the aerobic, I mm-hmm. like, and I, but I've gotten to where I really like the weight lifting. Um, there's a couple of them that are that I do that are kind of mixed. like it's kind of cardio and weights together, like mm-hmm. in intervals. and I really like that because I feel like it's like I'm getting the best of, both worlds. And I also like walking. And I think walking is kind of underrated.
1: Very underrated. Um, You're moving. You're doing what God designed you to do. I like
0: it. I mean, when the weather's nice, especially outside, like sometimes I'll walk, we don't live very far from my daughter's school. So I'll walk and pick her up and then we'll walk back home. But just in that at work, like on my breaks, I try to walk when it's warm enough. But I think walking is one of the best exercises. But I think, people discount it a lot because it's not as intense but Mm -hmm. sometimes I just I just like to get out and walk yeah
1: and uh I mean there's a lot more to it than just the activity I mean it's I mean if you're out walking you're if you're doing it intentionally like you know there's almost some some thankfulness going on some gratitude Mm -hmm. some you know being being amazement of God's creation uh so but I want to emphasize something there intentional walking Mm -hmm. like you know, we have a lot of people, and I used to be in the same category. Like, oh, well, I'm moving at work. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting 15,000 steps in at work. Um, but to me, that's drastically different than intentional walking. Like, I am going on this walk because I want to be a healthier person. I want to age better. I want to be more active. Mm-hmm. That's a lot different than I'm getting more steps at at work. Now, I don't even really know how to fully uh, explain that, but. Um, it's almost, it comes down to the intentionality of it. Um, kind of one of the bigger, bigger things I wanted to get into with you, and we'll kind of wrap it up after this, but your mental health background. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have you seen, because I, you know, I, you, you touched upon it. I you, Number one, uh, dealing with your weight uh, is emotional, like yeah. super emotional.
0: I told my husband, I hope I didn't cry during the podcast. I'm trying <laughs> when to when get I'm you about I'm not,
1: I'm, I'm losing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm just
1: kidding. Um... No, but it's a very, very emotional. And, and the reason I want to bring it up is that everybody deals with this. And I think you have really, very, you know, really good insight. Uh, it's tremendously emotional. And then the we get a lot of questions in the first three to six months, uh, just about the mental aspect, whether it's body image issues, or, you know, you're you're fitting differently into a friend group. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you're changing social patterns, uh, spousal. And uh, and I think those are things, two things, you, you, you've, you've probably had to address some of those, but you're also working in a job on a day-to-day basis where some of these things, not that it's weight related for some of those folks, but it's still the mental challenges. Um, so don't even know a question I wanna ask. Just wanted some insight as to, I, maybe just like look at the, the crossover. What do you deal with on a daily basis that you've seen kind of come up in your journey?
0: Well, I think, you know, in my personal life, I think, you know, friends, I mean, mo- I have I'm kind of an introvert actually, um a little bit, and so I have a very small like tight-knit group of friends. Like I don't I don't make new friends very easily. Like I have a lot of like work acquaintances, but um most of the friends I've had I've had for many years. And so You know, they were pretty supportive. You know, not not a lot has changed. I think some of them were, like, thought I was a little crazy for doing it, honestly. But um, you know, but they, you know, like that. Real that part for me really hasn't changed. My husband's been amazing. He's been super supportive, and you know, he'll be he's he'll he'll be out in the garage like before our trip, packing my snacks and you know stuff, making sure that I've got enough stuff to get my protein in for the day and, and things like that like he's he's been super on board with it um, you know what I think amazes me and I don't know if this is what we're getting at but like I do notice a difference like people's response to me like how do you say it like even out in public like I feel like p- people are nicer like um, n- holding the door open just things like that like their interactions like I feel like and maybe it was all in my head I don't know like I think that when you're overweight you get people look at you differently um, you know and and I feel maybe it's just me being more secure with myself now that like I said that could have just been in my head but I mean I feel more confident at work I don't feel like I Oh, I don't like this outfit's too tight. Like, and I'm worried about that, and it's distracting me when I should be focused on, you know, patients and things like that. Or getting frustrated in the morning before work because nothing fits and it doesn't look right, and then it just kind of sets the tone for my whole, at least the morning, you know, because my mind is not where it should be. Um, you know, I feel like I'm just, I'm not as anxious. I had a lot of anxiety before, and I think it was, you know, just the frustration. Of not losing weight, like it was like always on my mind, twenty four seven, and now like I don't, I don't worry about it. Like I don't feel like I'm just concentrating on that. Like I'm, it has freed my mind up to be able to like focus more on the things that are really important. Um, you know, when when I work with people, you know, at, at my job, you know, one thing we always look at are whether I mean it's not necessarily weight but you know if they have their own goals so they're coming in for therapy counseling you know what are the barriers to those and so I think it was also taking a look at myself like I am my own barrier (laughs) like I'm getting in my own way of the life I want and I'm tired of it and so like now that I'm on the other kind of on the other side of it or at least further on my journey like, I think I'm able to, like, look at their barriers with them and really, you know, help them. Well, what do we need to do? Like, I knew what it took for me, but we got to figure out what it's going to take for you to, to knock down those barriers, to get around them, um, to live, I mean, your best life. And, you know, that's what really came down to for me is I don't want to be the tired mom. I don't want to be... Sluggish. I don't want to be cranky at the end of the day, and you know, snapping at my husband. He, my moods have leveled out <laughs> amazingly.
1: He sent me a thank you. Letter. Did he?
0: <laughs> he no, probably did. Thank <laughs> you. You know, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's affected so much. Besides the scale, like just my outlook. Um, I sleep better. I feel better. I, you know, I'm not as moody. I'm not as anxious. I just I I can hike more, Mm -hmm. you know things like that. Like I don't have pain. When you're in pain too, you're you know it affects your mood. Um, And I was you know typically every day if we're gonna rate pain on about a six to an eight every day. And now like very rarely anything. And so that has helped overall. That that to me has been I was very adamant I did not want to be on some of the medications for rheumatoid arthritis cause some of the side effects to me were almost, sounded worse than yeah. dealing with the arthritis itself. And so that has been just a huge blessing. So, yeah.
1: Awesome. All right, uh, you wanna plug anything around town? Any special restaurant that has a really good dish you like or activity oh, or?
0: Yes. Um. So I love salmon. And so I just had the best salmon at Public House. Okay. So I don't do the – you can get it with quinoa or rice, so I just ask for double whatever their veggie of the day is. But it is amazing.
1: Okay. All right. So salmon at Public House. Yes. Skip the quinoa, ask for double veggies. Yes. It's delicious. It'll change your life. Well, good deal. Well, thank you for coming in.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, We'll get you your goodie bag and – Hopefully, hopefully the things in there you'll like. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm not yeah. hard to please. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed. We appreciate it.